welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we have a lot to discuss this morning. We have uh, some interesting breaking news to get to. Uh, we have some interesting new gifts to talk about. Uh, but Piper, I want to I begin by talking about uh, a company that I'm really excited to have formed a business partnership with. And this company is Old School Shirts. Uh, I found Old School Shirts when I was looking for a Christmas gift for my dad. And I, I realized it occurred to me like three minutes into navigating their website that it, it seemed as though someone had just made a company for me um, and all of my proclivities in terms of shirt buying. And uh, why don't you tell us, Pipe, about Old School Shirts? Tell us about our, our unique partnership with them and how our listeners can get involved. Yeah. So old school shirts is, I, I was not aware of them. <clears throat> I didn't know I was aware of them until you sent, sent me the link and said, Hey, we, uh, are working out a deal with these guys. And then I went and looked and was like, Oh, they're the ones who create all those shirts I'm jealous of that I see other people wear. Yep. And it's all, uh, it's all like retro logo branded stuff. So I obviously leaned heavily into the sports side of things. So like defunct, uh, defunct league shirt. So I got a Minnesota Muskie shirt, which was a basketball team in the ABA that existed for one season in the mid seventies. <laughs> um, Dude, shout out to a team called the Muskies, by the way. I feel like any, any team that's named after a fish, you got to have a lot of swag to pull that off. Yeah. Um, and Muskie's basically a freshwater barracuda. So like they're, they're, they're mean and they're scary yeah. and they're enormous. Uh, so it works, but also like nobody knows what they are. So you're like, what? It's like a trout. What are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> I love it. But then they have they have um, shirts from like restaurants that that used to be you know like I think you said you got one from a Chicago restaurant that was huge in like the '60s and '70s. Yeah, um, Berghoff. Yeah, and then they have they have ones with like old products. I think they have like like old cigarette and whiskey and Coca Cola and whatever shirts. And so it's just it's the full range of stuff that used to be awesome that doesn't exist anymore. But they but they're bringing it back with these with these shirts. And so if you go to oldschoolshirts.com, you can check it out. If you go through the link in our show notes or that we will share on social media, uh, you actually can. Uh, there'll actually be a nice little kickback to us, sort of a, a an affiliate link. No real benefit to you except that you're doing us a favor, and we know you like to do that. Um, but their stuff is priced really reasonably. Like the shirts are twenty twenty five bucks for t shirts. Not you know it's not like the forty dollar t shirt you'd get at a baseball stadium or something. If you remember going to stadiums, that was a thing we used to do. Um, but yeah, so oldschoolshirts.com to check out their selection. We'd love it if you went through the link that we share. Um, but yeah, really awesome stuff. Ronnie, did you ever end up getting any of their stuff? Yeah, I actually, um, I, gosh, you know, it's so funny. I, I got, I, I got it all ordered and I found some really, really fresh, uh, kind of like old school, like Cleveland baseball stuff that I just didn't even know existed. Nice baby. Uh, now, so, am I, because right you're a huge in, baseball uh, fan. Am I right I, in feeling like. I like baseball. I, I like uh, like kind of old school baseball memorabilia. I totally yes. Do. Yeah, you like the idea of baseball. <laughs> I don't even mind watching the games, boys. I, I'm actually not that. I'm if if I was if I were to pick a sport, like if you guys ever come my way, we'll f I'll for sure get us like um, you know Indians tickets and we'll, we'll hit a game. It'll be awesome, baby. We're definitely owning a team together when we get. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. This has to happen, and and also. I feel like you're now the proud owner of a Zestos t-shirt 
that restaurant where we had all those memories in Fort Wayne. If you um, think that I didn't click on that Zesto's things, you would be <laughs> that Zesto that Zesto tea, you would be yeah, horribly mistaken. Because well, I, baby, yeah. we had so many memories there. Oh and my! All God. the t- all the ice cream we ate we at Zesto's. Need, are you kidding? Me? We would need like twenty five podcasts to recount. That's it. I'm thinking about starting a spinoff show just called Zesto's, like Zesto's Memories. The Zesto's Pod? Oh, it'd be the huge. Zesto's Pod. Yeah, yeah, it'd be gigantic. It'd be like our, uh, it'd be like our Downton Apps pods. It'd be massive. Well, absolutely, dude. Yeah, it would, it would kind of overshadow the actual pod, so I don't want to I know, do which is why we got to be careful. But yeah, dude, OldSchoolShirts.com, what a revelation. So glad we found this company, and I'm so glad we're in business with them. We're in a business relationship with them that's going to be lucrative for all parties. So Hit up that link in the show notes. Hit up that link on social. Uh, buy through there. Just a little something that says, hey, I'm with a happier end. And um, we would be not forever in your debt, but a little bit in your debt. Um, but in, in all seriousness, though, this, uh, you know, Ted, you said you found it looking for a uh, for a gift for your dad. Tell tell the listeners what you found. Because it's like for, for that, for the kind of old guy in your life who has everything and needs nothing, yeah. but you want to give him something that'll put that like a smirk on his face or a smile. This totally. they have sweet stuff. What did you got? Something awesome for your dad? Yeah, dude. So well documented. I love my pops, and I kind of I kind of idolize my pops to be honest. And uh, he was a great, great small college football player, and um, he had a tryout in one of these defunct professional leagues called the World Football League. And uh, the World Football League came out in the early seventies, like seventy three, seventy four. Really fresh uniforms, like really fun designs. They were in interesting cities. And uh, my pops was living in Florida at the time. uh, And he tried out for a team called the Jacksonville Sharks. And I found a Jacksonville Sharks hoodie and uh, just couldn't couldn't have been more happy about it. So pulled the trigger on the Sharks hoodie, reached out to the company. um, And here we are just a few weeks later doing business together. You know, that's how deals get made, boys. Um, And that's the magic of... You know, this horrible system in America that we all want to turn our backs on where people do business and go to jobs and stuff, which is awful. But um, for the time I want to go to a job, I want the government to give me things for free. Well, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And and Lord willing, we're going to get there. And Lord willing, all the sweatshirts are just going to be drab and, and logo-less at that point. Um, I'm looking forward to that, too. But uh, until then, we have awesome retro vintage throwback uh gear to buy from old school shirts and we should do that but pipe speaking of retro and vintage and throwback you uh you challenged us with something via text uh in the happy rent group chat and uh it really made us think and i want to talk about it because i think it's it's topic worthy and you suggested that ira glass erstwhile npr kind of radio uh, OG podcaster was the original V voice guy, the original vulnerability voice guy. So this is a, a vulnerability voice news update. And, uh, boy, I, I tell you, when I got that text, you could have knocked me over with a feather because you, you really, you connected some dots here, man. You're like, you're like can you, a crazy guy in a beautiful mind. Can you hold on for one second? Yeah. Somebody's knocking on my door. I'll be sure, right sure. back. Yeah. I, I heard the dog like this T. I, I yo, I know it, Ron. I don't know I if mean, I can just these it. these conditions. I, I mean, I, I just I, this is not what I signed up for. It's uh, hard for me. I, I mean, odd five years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you you try to do radio at a certain level. I mean, I I, I don't know. We're going to need to have a meeting. I know we're I know we're I'm publicizing our our uh, our strain right now. Dude, we're airing the dirty laundry in the media right now. 
You know? I know, but I think people need to know that there is there's a lot of hidden angst. They need to know what we deal with. Yeah, I mean, we deal with a lot. We deal with a lot of interpersonal issues that we don't we don't make public. But sometimes people need to know um, that you know that this is uh, man. There's complications with this pot. Well, a lot of things. I mean, you introduce you introduce all the money and all the fame and all that we're dealing with right now. And it's complexity. Uh, you know, it would have made this conversation better is if you guys had done the whole thing in vulnerability voice. <laughs> all the or money. as I or as I like to call it. Ira Glass voice. Ira Glass. So let's, yeah, let's lean into that. So Ira Glass, older guy, been doing This American Life on the radio for forever. Um, I'm not a huge Ira Glass guy, but um, was familiar enough with him and his work and his voice to realize, yes, like, and he was not only the OG V voice guy, but maybe the OG, like a certain kind of thoughtful, intellectual hipster that there are that that our culture is just kind of filthy with right now. Um so pipe tell me how you like how you got there man because I'm I'm envisioning like a a little room in your house with like little skeins of yarn pinned to the wall and <laughs> and strands from one one to the other like tell me how you got there. So I I used to listen to this American life with some regularity um really pretty heavily up to the 2016 presidential election because it was just really good storytelling about kind of the the less seen parts of American life. So, I mean, it would be like about a teacher in some little town in Ohio or whatever. They, they, you know, that, that podcast you were talking about at the restaurant in – where was that? It started with a Z. Um, Zestos. Zestos, yeah. yeah Zestos. Like they would have done like a six-part series just sitting in Zestos talking to the regular customers. Oh, and we would listen for right. sure. And so, and they did it really well. And Ira Glass was the host and had sort of this, I'm slightly smarter than you, but also sort of gentle and friendly and mm-hmm. have kind of a softness, a softness to this. So he's not, he does not like the radio voice and he has his own kind of peculiar, uh, pacing to, to how he talks. Yeah. But then right around 2015, 2016, this American Life started handing off hosting duties to these up-and-coming whippersnappers uh-huh. who all tried to be Ira Glass. Yeah. And then in the years that followed, podcasting exploded. Mm-hmm. You know, So we were there before that. We're, we're kind of OGs on this thing. But, uh, and then all over the place, there's a bunch of these Ira Glass wannabe storytellers with their totally. thick framed glasses and their soft voices <laughs> and they're trying yeah. to tell stories about nothing but with meaning. Oh and, yes, dude. Yeah. You know, and, and so like it's it's sort of it's kind of like people who try to write memoir but don't have anything to say and their story's not interesting. Um it's it's like that in podcasting form. And so yeah. I realized those those kids who or the, those sort of nerdy creative high school kids who were listening to This American Life, you know, 15 years ago, are now the 30-year-old vulnerability voice people who are bringing it into all of life. So mm-hmm. Ira Glass is not to blame, but he's to blame. Yeah. Man, that's fascinating, Pipe. And and Ira Glass being the sort of... Um, he's He's the perfect cocktail of... He probably lives in like... 9,000 square feet right off of Central Park. 
Um, he probably wears cravats. I think he's in Chicago. I think he's in Chicago. I could be Is wrong. He in Chicago. I thought oh, he was that's in Chicago. Fascinating, dude. That kind of blows the whole thing for me. But he's got like this. Well, uh, no, but like if he's near North Chicago, so sort of like Lincoln Park area, something like that. Or shoot, he probably moved to Wicker Park at this point. Like just one yeah. of those neighborhoods that that is the it, it's it's the hipster haven. Totally hipster haven. Um, he, he's got this name that sounds like it came right out of a J.D. Salinger novel. You know, um, it, it sounds like it came out of Franny and Zoe. So he's kind of this, um, this this cocktail of like urban suaveness, like pretending to care about, um, I don't know the rest of America. It's pretty great, man. When he and, and he uh, always the other thing that worked so well was that he he was very willing to talk about religion and beliefs, even though he uh, he doesn't really have them. Yeah, like I'm so better than this, but I'll I'll talk about this cute thing that you guys are into, you know. Yeah, I mean just sort of like spirituality. He was very comfortable in the realm of spirituality and your Christian beliefs and was never disparaging but was always a little bit smug and you know, a little bit less smug when it came to talking to Muslims or Jews. I think he might I think he might be Jewish. And so you know, he kind of talked about like his Jewish grandmother kind of thing. And so there was a there's a there's an adjacency to things of meaning, but always sort of a an aloofness to them as well, which works really well in like the faux authenticity of vulnerability voice. Absolutely. Ronald, where are you at on all this? You're uh, you're a little new to the Ira Glass game, right? Yeah, man. I don't even I mean, so when Pipe mentioned this, I just I was I was out. You know, I I just I, I'm not I'm not really pl- I'm not really much of a I don't listen to, you know, podcasts or NPR. I've just never really gotten into that world much. So I'm I'm a little out on on kind of the uh, the knowability aspect of these types of things. Here's, I've heard the name Ira Glass. But I literally didn't know anything about him. Can you Dude, so, uh, can you reach out to Mike Cosper and see and run this theory by him and see what he thinks? Because he's deep into like the storytelling podcast world. And I think he has mad respect for Ira Glass, who, by the way, deserves respect for his his broadcasting and storytelling work. Yeah. Just not this vulnerability voice thing. I'd be I, I want to hear what Mike Cosper's take on all this is. Dude, I feel like Cosby wants to be the Christian Ira Glass real bad. Well, so. I, yeah. He's probably gog because he just he just kind of lays down and goes gaga about all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. yeah, it's he probably has an Ira Glass T-shirt on right now, and you know is drinking coffee out of the the glass mug, and you know wearing Ira glasses, wearing some Ira glasses, which he does wear glasses. So yeah, he'd probably wearing some Ira glasses, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all things. I'm sure it's all things Ira at the all things Ira. Now, baby, here's here's the point of overlap for you. This is where I need. I think. I think we need to bring you up to speed on Ira Glass is that now that you're doing a doctorate, um, the, the whole Ira Glass motif, I, I feel pipe fits hand in hand with like higher ed, having a doctorate, being a certain kind of uh, well-educated white guy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you need to you need to work a little Ira Glass into your into your repertoire. Um, you mean like like when I write the dissertation next year, like when I like when I you mean like in, in, in the writing, in the papers and all that? What no, not even in the papers and the writing, but just in the ethos. You know what I mean? Just in your in the persona. Um, okay. There's a little bit of Ira Glass, I think, in in a lot of like higher ed storyteller type type of guys. And um, I feel like you could use that. I feel like it'll it'll move you forward a little bit. Um, and, and dropping a little NPR reference in those. Um, what do you call them? cohorts? Those like little doctoral cohorts. 
um, drop a little NPR, say drop a little This American Life. Like, oh guys, I was I was listening to NPR on the way in, and and like the most delightful thing um, happened, you know. I, and it's weird because like when I think about, I hear you, Big T. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, when I think about like the people that are in this this course with me, I I would easily <laughs> be the only guy to drop that. When really? I'm, well, so I'm it's think, a, yeah, it's a yeah. it's an interesting. Like I'm really with. Uh, it's weird for me to say since I'm kind of old now, but like I'm with a real older crowd. You know, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's all of these like men and women that are like, man, they're like getting their doctorate at like 58 years old. And, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Dude. So see, I was envisioning like 36 year old faux lumberjacks. In this oh, there's thing. no, oh, nothing. There's nothing even. You would like, love some faux lumberjacks. Think to that. And I'm nowhere yeah. near 36, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is interesting. I, it's really I think interesting. I think another another thing that would make it very difficult for Ronnie to introduce this is that NPR, like like everything else in America, including this podcast, has been politicized. So uh, NPR right. is for the liberals, and so he's at he's at a seminary that would not call itself liberal, and uh, and so it. Dude, but I yeah, feel like Ron's kind of flirting with liberality himself now. So yeah, this he's could, this could work. He's like he's like the Amish kid who snuck a Walkman, though. Like that's that's sort of how that, that's sort of like the level of liberal he's bringing into the conservative world. Dude, here, you feel you like know? Ron's on like Rumspringer right now? That, that <laughs> Amish thing where they they have a little walkabout for a couple of months. You know, I, I, maybe that's where we're at. I will not stand for this kind of abuse any longer. Now, baby, you 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 wanted this. I, I think I think we're just trying. We're trying to we're. In true reformed guy fashion, we're trying to put parameters on on where you're at. If this is Rumspringer or if this is like a, a full a full pivot. I but, mean, it doesn't take a lot now to like have a little Christian liberality, does it? And just get just literally get sent down, like just get thrown down like just the trench of like leftism, right? Well, dude, being a martyr is part of it though. Like, I mean, I think that's part of the excitement. Um so, so in a way, we're helping, but uh, but we're, we're getting off topic. All we're all we're saying is a little ira, ira glass. I think uh, I, maybe it moves you forward in the in the. I, old I think doctor. I have a way to get Ronnie very intrigued by um, by ira glass. Okay, Ronnie, does the name Gay Talese mean anything to you? Oh, no. dude, it does to me. Right. So, Gay Talese was the like the features editor or the general editor for I think Vanity Fair. Back in like the 50s, 60s, 70s. So when they would do these, just these killer feature pieces on actors and authors and political figures. And so it, the, the era of, think like Mad Men era, but in magazine form and then feature stories about kind of these, these pinnacle figures. And so just sort of like the glamorous, um, upper crust, academic life where he's sort of the, like glamorous, but also rumpled um, intellectual in the corner at these at these high end parties. Ira Glass is like the last vestige of that, except in audio form. That's kind of his, and he he took that. He's and he's like, well, I'm going to go tell the stories of the common people, but same vibe, like strong, yeah. strong nostalgic vibe to the work of Ira Glass. Mm. Yeah, dude, and honestly, like that character type was kind of a mid-century um staple you know the 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 sort of rumpled but um but super high-end kind of 
intellectual that would that would slum it in all these different contexts and then write these amazing stories about it. That was sort of the the Talese um, Ira Glass kind of kind of motif. But and and to be fair, like it would be a that would be an awesome corner to inhabit. You know what I mean? Like you're rich beyond your wildest dreams, yet you get to go to all these places and write all these interesting stories. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of dope. But um, but yeah, pipe good find on Talese on V Voice. Um, yeah, what, what's happening just in general on V voice? Like, is it, is it kind of winding down? Is it ramping up? Um, I think, I think it's almost indistinguishable at this point because it's so stand, it it almost stands out more when people, uh, when people speak with, with purpose and clarity and don't end their sentences on an up note and, you know, have some, you know, so like when you hear a preacher make a declaration, Instead of sort of pose something, you're like, well, oh, yeah. he he means it. And on podcasts, it's the same thing. So yeah, I, I think I think the Ira Glassification of communication is is just sort of ubiquitous amongst like men under forty. Well, I boys, think we're... too, just it like it softens the blow. Like so, from I'm just thinking about what you said, pipe about like from a preaching standpoint, like it can soften the blow with some more pointed statements that you have to make you know i mean if you present it if you present it a little bit in that voice you know like i think what we're talking about here is da 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 you know it's it's kind of it's kind of the it's sort of a little bit of that it's a little bit of like a of like a take from like sort of like a a pull away from like that from that sort of that drisky you know like pounding the pulpit like just authoritarian thing that we're all a little afraid of and nervous about now I wish people realized that there was a massive array, like an, a massive uh, spectrum between Mark Driscoll screaming, how dare you, and like Rob Bell posing everything as a question. Like in between, you have, you have the ability to make a statement without being a, a jerk. You can do that. You can make it without even needing to soften the blow, but just, just as a definitive statement. We just overcorrect because like, yes. the, like the fear is so thick in the air. That I think there's an overcorrection. You know what that? I think we need to do as an over overcorrection? We need to just whisper everything. Yeah. What if we what if we pivoted away from <laughs> V voice and just and just went to Z whisper? You know what I mean? Just a little. Guys, isn't uh, you know. isn't isn't that a little bit what Stephen Furtick does? A little bit, yeah. Like he'll you know, bring, he, he'll bring he just, it down. He goes to yeah. this all the time, and it's just this and this, and he repeats himself over. I'm like, that's almost a whisper, but it's like a it's a grotesque stage whisper. Yeah, it is, and like the repeating <laughs> thing is like that new kind of like you know, get, it's it's sort of that southern gospel, like like kind of getting everybody all like hyped and hyped and hyped, and he just repeats the same. It's like a mantra, he repeats the same phrase over and over again, and he does. He'll like start it with a whisper, and and then he gets like full voice. And yeah. then by the end of it, everybody's like chanting with him and everything. He and he needs just to so, stay at a whisper. Yeah, it's, right. If he stayed at a whisper, it'd probably be a little more glassian for him, right? Yeah, 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 it would. It'd be better. It'd be less threatening. Boys, we're about to talk about a guy who has absolutely no problem uh, speaking in a clear, definitive voice. Um, and I, mean, I, think he has a, I think he has a problem. It's, and, and maybe if he spoke less in a voice, it would be less of a problem. This is a guy. Maybe he needs to think about the whisper. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we're talking some Ira. I don't know, dude. Do you think Dougie Fresh has listened to Ira? Mm. 
I mean, yeah, I that's know. probably what inspired No Quarter November. Yeah, yeah, seriously. He heard that voice and was like, no, I'm burning a truck. <laughs> or a couch or whatever we're blowing up this year. Boys, so we're talking, of course, about um, about your nemesis, your, your nemesis, uh, Douglas Wilson, Dougie Fresh, um, the, uh, the, the pastoral celebrity, uh, to my knowledge, the only pastoral celebrity in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, I don't know how big that town is, but I, I bet it's not big enough for two uh, celebrity pastors. I know that much. But um, as we discussed on last week's show, um, <laughs> Dougie Fresh has a sex robot novel, which don't we all? I mean, as writers, I mean, I feel like you all. I mean, he beat me to the punch. I was a little mad. Mine was mine was slated to come out like late 2020 and he just got there first. Well, dude, yeah, on Harvest House. I mean, we we've been we've been in high level talks, all of us, about our sex our sex robot novels. But um, because we have the greatest fan base in the history of radio, even greater than Ira Glasses, I think. No disrespect to Ira and his fan base. Um, we we barely got the words out of our mouth, and then scant seconds later, um, these books arrived at our doorstep, and. Ronald, you and I got the sex novel. Piper did not. Mm-hmm. And since this, since one of the motifs of this episode is getting up and walking around and getting stuff, I have to both refill my coffee and walk across the room to grab the novel. So I'm going to do that um, while Piper tells the audience why he didn't get one. So stand by, guys. So f- faithful listener, uh, Hannah Stone, who we have, I think she's come up on here, possibly even gotten a shout out on this, um, was was the one who just jumped on the opportunity to be generous to us. And mm. her message, because she listens so faithfully and carefully with, with the books, was, hey, I ordered these for Ted and Ronnie, uh, but not for Barnabas, because he said he wouldn't read it. And I'm not about to give Doug any more royalties money than uh, than is necessary. And I didn't even have a twinge of being bothered by not getting this book because I appreciated so much the careful listening and the fact that she was not going to be throwing money to something that we, you know, we, we think is thoroughly worth a mockery. Mm. So big thank you to her for listening and sending you guys the books and understanding me so well as to know that I indeed would not crack the cover of that book, even if somebody had given it to me. I appreciate that honesty pipe. I mean, sometimes you can, you don't have to be so black and white. I'm just a, you know, just a, just a tip, but, uh, Oh, is this one of those statements that I could have softened by saying, you know, I probably wouldn't read it even if it was given to me, like maybe I'd consider it, but probably not. You just don't have to say you wouldn't read it and you'd have a copy of it not to read. That's all. But then I would have a copy of it and that would be embarrassing if anybody saw it. Ah, that's true. So it's, it's a seeing it on your shelf thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go hide this with like the, you know, whatever books people gave me when I got married, like, you know, the copy of sheet music that somebody gave me as a joke. It'd be like, I got to go <laughs> put the sex music. robots book with that one. Well, I mean, yeah, you'll have a whole section on your category. Your... You can fill yeah. up that particular category. Well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The but ironic that, but, sex book category. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm, I'm, I like to display my books because books are a status symbol. They are a statement of look how much smarter I am than people who have not read what I have read. And those books are ones that's like, I don't want whatever statement status this is to be public. Status symbol for your wife and your, your daughter. We're the only <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. no one's ever coming to your house again. Exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I guess at this point, it's, yeah, at this point, it's the dogs are super impressed. So yeah, it's just for you. Well, boys, I had, I had that happen already. So I got this novel like two or three days ago. It's been sitting 
on like an ottoman in my home office. And uh, I have these two chairs in my home office and uh, I was sitting in one. Tristan was sitting in the other and he sees this novel and he's basically like, what the bleep is this? Like, what are you reading? And um, then I got to tell him the whole the whole story of Dougie Fresh. So did you um, tell him in a glass voice just to soften it? How did you just to soften? Like, dude, how you told him in in your glass voice. He and I only whisper to each other. Right. So, so whisper it in your glass voice. How you explained to your son why you had the sex robot book? Well, yeah, dude. I just I just said it was an ironic like um, thing that a fan of the of the radio show sent to us. So I kind of turned it into a flex. Like subtext, we have a lot of fans and they send us stuff. So, um, baby, you've got yours. Um, I just want to ask a series of like uh, kind of introductory questions here. Have you have you started reading it yet? Have you read any of it? I have not. I just got home last night. It was it was waiting for me in the mailbox. I have not cracked. I cracked it. I oh, I took it out of the box, but I didn't crack the cover yet. Like pipe, classic you, pipe. Yeah, 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 classic pipe. What do you think of the the like title font the cover font yeah i mean it was kind of it was kind of retro i wasn't expecting it to, it's kind of retro mm-hmm. i was expecting mm-hmm. um as one expects so, from a book about robots right right so, yeah. yeah and so i you know what let me uh let me go check it out real quick let me i'm not it's my turn to like just kind of move around ted i think go. what i think what would be valuable is if you just like opened up to it you know the the start of a chapter somewhere and just gave us a, a couple paragraphs of, totally, totally. Of what and, and if you you can do it in an Ira Glass voice or like in your best Dougie No Hold November voice and just see what we've got. Well, here. Dude, I mean, here's the thing. So it doesn't even say sex robot. It says sex rules. A novel on the front. Yeah, it's called Ride Sally Ride Sex Rules. Yeah. Um, let me read the back cover copy because I think that's going to clear some things up, and then. I'm going to do a dramatic read in the fashion that Pipes suggested. So I'm just going to open to a page and read it. So here's the back cover copy of Ride Sally Ride, a new novel from Canon Press. Uh, Here we go. A novel about love, the crack up of the USA, and refusing to back down when the whole world calls you crazy. Now, this is a particular kind of novel that uh, this is my own voice now. This is not on the back cover. I'm interested in like how much this character is Dougie Fresh because he's at an age where people write novels just about themselves. And um, the the main character is for sure him and he's going to be heroic. Um, And I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for that. Okay, so here we go back to the copy. It's two decades in the future and a Christian college student named Ace Hartwick has just destroyed his neighbor's so-called wife, actually a sex bot named Sally in a trash compactor soon ace will be on trial for murder unfortunately for ace everyone despises his kind of radical christianity and in the fragile america of the future all the juries are fixed dude it sound i didn't even read that that sounds <laughs> that sounds that lacks so much like um subtlety like you know exactly where he's going and what his sort of worldview is and what he's so angry about literally by those two paragraphs. Dude, I'm kind of excited about it now. I mean, I it is going to read it. it. It just it sounds just it sounds like tragically overt to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, there's there's not going to be a lot of subtlety here. And um, that's I mean, okay. it's about it's about as subtle as blowing up a Dodge pickup truck while smoking yeah, a cigar. I mean, so, I mean, 
pretty on brand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So now I'm flipping to a random page. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to dramatically read this. Um, all right. Well, I'm looking for a funny page. <laughs> so it's not a random page, just a little peek behind the curtain. See if you can find uh, the part where the, where the wife slash robot is destroyed in the trash compactor. That sounds like a pivotal plot point. Yeah. I feel like that's big dude. Um, you guys talk while I, while I look for this. Um, I want, I want to hear, I'm going to ask a question and get you guys talking and then I'm going to find it. Um, I want to know how Ronnie's going to display this book because, um, as a pastor, he probably has a, a robust library in his like work office that he shows off, but probably a a little bit of a home library situation as well. So I want to know where this one is going. Can I make a guess on Ronnie's behalf? Because why let him talk? Um, I think that Ronnie on his pastoral bookshelf has a selection of books that fall into the like edgy slash heretical category, you know, so the, I've read these to engage with those people I disagree with. So you got like your Bart Ehrman's and your Rob Bell's and your, you know, whatever, pick, pick your favorite, pick your favorite, you know, edgy heretics. Uh-huh. I think this is going to go uh, on that area. So it's kind of a – it's just part of that tapestry of weirdness, but not like this is a book that I count – you know, that I that I that that is part of my library. It's more like this is that collection that we're not super proud of. Mm. Do you have that section, baby? Is that a real thing? I mean, Pipe, I love you, man, and I, and I would know why you would think that, but I own no edgy heretic books. I just have no interest in those kinds of books. Mm. Did I mean, you I ever should, own them and then you got rid of them at some point? Well, I should read them to kind of like know, know my enemy or whatever you want to call it. I just don't. <laughs> I, I just don't read any of those kinds of books. I'm always, They're just kind of eye-rolly to me. I just go, yeah, these guys are crazy. Moving on. Interesting. Oh, well, that um, shoots my theory in the foot. So where is it going? It really does. Sorry, but you know what, man? But it does. Pipe, you know what, though? I'm going to be honest with you, man, as a friend. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that this can't be the first one that begins that collection. You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe so I was like, maybe a source of inspiration for you. That's what, that's what you just provided for me, man. And I'm feeling generous cause we're coming into the Christmas season. So I'm going to let this thing kind of kick off my, uh, edgy, uh, you know, heresy section of my, uh, <laughs> there you go. Dude. It's a, it's a new section of the library that you can build. It is. Okay, boys. Can you give I, it, can I'm you, like, can you like put a, can you get like a label maker and stick someone that says like the Barnabas Piper Memorial oh, edgy nice. heresy after section? You. I will name it after you. I might even stick a copy of Echo Canyon in there just to kind of keep that controversial. Echo oh, excellent. Canyon, dude, the, the smash hit. Um, Dude, we're we're shouting out, we're promoting books all over the place that we're not getting paid yeah. for. I don't like that. Hey, dude, that's the irony. Of it, right? <laughs> I want I want money for this. Okay, boys. I, out, you know, I'm going to read dramatically a couple of paragraphs. I didn't find the section where the sex robot gets destroyed, but I found the first appearance of the sex robot um, in the in the book. So I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs. Uh, then we're gonna, we're gonna very ironically talk about Dwell Bible immediately after that, and then uh, and then sign off the program. Uh, here we go. This is from Ride Sally Ride. Stephen was sitting next to her, holding her hand and stroking it. Everyone, this is Sally. We were just chatting in the back room about how thoughtful you all are being. This is not at all like Arkansas. People there were so judgmental. It got so bad that we finally had to get out. 
at least if we wanted to stay sane. But it looks like we landed on our feet, right, Sally? With that, he reached back and touched something on the back of her neck. And Sally said, still looking straight ahead, and with her mouth moving almost naturally, I can talk dirty in Spanish. Stephen laughed easily, readily, with no trace of self-consciousness. Such a kidder, always a laugh riot. I can't wait for you all to get to know her better. The macabre juxtaposition of Stephen and Sally there on the couch was hard for Ace to take in. Sally was a knockout, or at least she was a sex android manufacturer's idea of a knockout. Mm. Yeah, just something to think about, boys. I mean, you know, a little food for thought. Um, That's Ride Sally Ride. Now, Pipe, one last quick question. Aren't you friends with, like, Dougie Fresh's kid in real life? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, you know, call, call us like publishing associates. We don't yeah. know each other well enough. And honestly, he might be offended at the number of jokes we make about his dad because, you know, it's his dad. But well, he, did, he did write the yeah. forward for one of my books. Hey, there you go. That's what I was remembering. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm, he, I'm I've never out. seen him public, publicly comment on, you know, his father's controversy. So I don't know where he stands, mm-hmm. you know. And as somebody whose dad has, you know, poked poked a few bears and stirred up a few hornets nests uh, i can understand the not publicly commenting on father's controversy so exactly exactly uh boys i want to talk about something less controversial something enriching nourishing and having nothing to do with sex robots and that's dwell bible uh, a company that we've been in a relationship with for a long time pipe tell us about dwell yeah i feel like this is the this is like the bathing, the shower we all needed after that reading of <laughs> Ride Sally Ride. Um, Dwell app is an audio Bible app that uh, that we heartily recommend and participate in using. And uh, if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can both check out uh, what they offer as well as uh, subscribe to it. There's a cost to it, but there's a through that link, there's a 20% discount for listeners, but it's not just a straight uh, audio Bible where you can kind of drop in and listen, but you can you can kind of customize it to your study needs, your memorization needs. They have listening plans to help you get through the entire Bible or Old Testament or New Testament at your pace. They keep rolling out different features. A recent one is their sleep feature, so you can you can listen to scripture as you fall asleep, but you can set a, basically set a timer on it so that it it doesn't just play all night and wear out the battery on your phone. And uh, especially given sort of the craziness and anxiety of 2020 and an election and a pandemic and now having to figure out the holidays in the midst of all that, I feel like going to sleep listening to scripture could be something that's really beneficial. Um, so, all, yeah, all of that plus different narrators and, and a whole bunch of other features you can go check out. But again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant. It's a 20% discount, so it's less than 2 bucks a month. It's a great deal, and uh, will really benefit your your spiritual life and your engagement with Scripture, so go check that out. Pipe, that's a good read. Thank you for that. And um, I want to let our listeners know, our listeners with small children who listen to the program with their kids, um, that will be the last sex robot content that we ever have on the program. So um they don't have to un- unsubscribe or write hate mail or or any of that we are uh we are done with sex robot content um it's been it's been a good run but uh alas we have to move would you on. say it's well never mind i'm gonna let that joke go no, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i was going I'm to play off the title of the book but i'm not going to because i'm an adult 
Yeah, no, I know it. But I, I, I weirdly respect that you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> it, just the, the fact that it was, it was out there for a, a, a second that, um, that's enough boys. We've done what we always do on this program. Um, in that we've wandered to and fro throughout some, some V voice content and some sex robot content, uh, visit oldschoolshirts.com. Uh, visit them through the show notes or through our socials. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.